Thank you for downloading the South Everett Foursquare podcast. This is Pastor Chris Pepler, and you've joined us for our journey through the Bible Project. This week, we're exploring Luke Part 1 with Pastor Lauren Ocatero. You can find us every weekend at the Village on Casino Road or visit us on our website at southeverett.org. Thanks for downloading. We'll see you soon. We've seen your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and claim your victory. Let it arise. Let praise arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. You cannot survive. says, Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. 
on the very day their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. As we're reading in Luke, um, Jesus, when he starts to talk about his ministry, um, says that he's come to bring freedom to the poor and set the captives free out of Isaiah. And um, as we were watching that video this week, what struck out, stuck out to me was that the word poor isn't just poor in finances, or, but it's actually those who are cast out of society, those who are lowly. Um, and then I was thinking, you know, aren't we all like that? Isn't that all the way that we're coming to before the Lord, that um, we were all separated from God and we were all so far away, and yet the Lord brought us near um, through the cross. And so this morning, I just invite you along with me to come before him at the foot of the cross, um, praising him, thanking him, and expressing our gratitude for what he's done for us. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This last week, we uh, were considering how it looked to follow Jesus. So I want you to just pause right where you are in the middle of what was Uh, undeniably a very busy week filled with many things, hopes and disappointments and fears and excitements and failures and successes. It was filled with all that stuff. But I want you to just ask the Lord to show you one place where he was present with you this week. Just take a minute and find it. And fix our eyes. Fix your eyes. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus in that moment where he was present with us this week. He endured much for us that we would endure much for him, for his kingdom and his glory. Do not lose heart, church. Do not grow weary in the midst of opposition faced at the hands of sinners. Just don't. But let us fix our eyes on him. He has authored and perfected our faith. And he endured the cross for us. 
Where did you see him this week? Fixing your eyes on him. Running a race of perseverance. We will persevere for the kingdom. Lord, we just thank you that we can reflect back and, and trust and know that you're good. So I want to create a space for a minute. If anybody wants to share that moment where they encountered Jesus this, this week. Again, a high point, hard time. Where did you see the hand of God in your life? It can be real simple. I'll share mine to get us going. I was uh, in Spokane for a few days this week for our Foursquare conference. And I traveled with Christian's father, Daniel Tian, who pastors, uh, you can sit down if you want for a second. Uh, pastors uh, a Mandarin-speaking congregation, a Foursquare congregation in Kirkland. But it's really not just in Kirkland, it's all over the world because they're doing ridiculously amazing things for the kingdom using Zoom platforms with people who love Jesus and speak Mandarin like really in multiple different countries around the world. But I was just spending time with Daniel and he's so unassuming but he's just filled with the wisdom and power of Jesus and we had a long day on Friday. It's a full day and we just get back at the end of the day and I'm content to just like check out and fall asleep and he's like, I'm the other. He goes, I'm just going to pray life over you. And he just he just spoke life and encouragement over me for, I don't know, 15 minutes. He just wouldn't quit. And it was like, what a beautiful way to end the day with the presence of Jesus reminding you of your worth that's independent of your, your contribution. And I just, when I, when I closed my eyes, I just saw that moment that the Lord delights over us. As we lay our head down at the end of the day, as we rise again. He speaks life over us. I saw Jesus there this week. Who else would like to share a brief testimony of where they saw Jesus show up in the commonplace space of their week? I can bring this microphone right to you. I'm not sick either. I, I spent six hours celebrating a gift of common grace to the city of Seattle and Americans yesterday. The longest game in playoff history, 18 innings. I was on my feet for six hours and 22 minutes, just screaming and cheering. Uh, and it was, it was delightful, but I can't, I can't even speak this morning, but I'm not sick. So I will approach you with this mic so you can share. Oh, nobody's sick here. So but who would like to share? This is part of growing as a disciple, standing up and giving testimony. Uh, I had a really hard day on Monday, and I got home, and I just, like, burst into tears. And I didn't feel like doing anything, but I decided to read the Bible, and I watched a video about a certain... Bible verse of the verse of the day on E version. And as I was doing that, the verse was, um, uh, sorry, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. And as I was listening to that, and I, I was reminded that the person in there said that your situation isn't good, but might not be good, but God is good. Yeah. And in that, uh, I just kind of felt his presence with me, and I felt that he. Uh, I, I, I know that he was good, and he is good, and he will be good. And the next day, it was much better. You have to be yourself. And I guess when you spend time with the Lord, he spends time with you. This is the life of the church, and so what I would like us to do before the day is out and we all go in our different directions is to, is to share something with somebody. And maybe, maybe the Lord would lead you to share the thing that was encouraging to you with a certain person. To say, this is the life of the church. This is how the body works together. Uh, that You would say, Lord, I, I experienced this this week. Would you show me who is in this room that needs to hear that? And let's just practice that. Let's just practice being the body, building each other up for unity under the head of Christ. Amen? Amen. So, yeah, Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. 
God, thank you that we fix our eyes on you. And you've already written the story. You just invited us to live it. God, how encouraging. Because we know that you only have good in mind for us. So that does include hard. It does include difficult days like Addy shared with us. Um, it's not just peaches and ice cream all the time. But God, you are good in it. You are always good. And so we rejoice with you that we can live and step into the story you've invited us into. And Lord, that we can have endurance to not lose heart. If anyone, Lord, this morning is feeling weary and about ready to, to, to lose heart on the thing that you've called them to, Lord, would you just right now send your spirit alive and fresh again today, that we would be encouraged. And that you would, Lord, give us wisdom and discernment to know what part of our story needs to be shared with somebody else today that we might be built up to give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Um, these last couple weeks, uh, Katrina and Chris, uh, we've been collecting notes and words. And some of our youth would like to speak some words that came to people's minds when they thought of you. Maybe we could start with Katrina. Katrina is genuine, inclusive, compassionate, caring, transparent, faithful, kind, brave, loving, beautiful inside out, and sincere. Oh. And what are some words that come to mind for Pastor Chris? <laughs> Pastor Chris is personable, fun, compassionate, empathetic, brave, great friend, encouraging, courageous, Visionary, missional, outgoing, invested, and faithful. Yes. Uh, Chris and Katrina, can you come forward, please? Yeah. Um, we just want to, you know, there's, there's this common phrase that starts off so many letters, and just, I thank God for you. And I know that we thank God for you. And we thank you for sharing your lives with us. Um, you bless us out of the overflow of your abundance and your prosperity. Because you're genuine with us. You share with us your highs. You share with us your lows. You share with us your weekends. You share with us your weekdays. You share with us your home. You share with us when you're away. And you live your lives in a community that requires vulnerability and requires sacrifice, and requires generosity and genuineness. And by living that way, you encourage us all to follow the Lord. And we thank you for that. Um, in Philippians, in verse 3, we, we get that common phrase. Uh, Philippians 1, verse 3. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. But when we go down a little bit farther... I want to pray this over you. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your faith by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. May he continue to fill you as the overflow of your abundance and your poverty <laughs> blesses us so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. We have a few gifts we'd like to share with you. <laughs> so these jars, uh, if you kind of read the back note, oh, look at that. 
You're not allowed to consume in glutton, gluttonous behavior. Uh, these, these are meant to be something you can draw on over time and over seasons. With notes from our congregation thanking each of you uh, and, and intending to encourage each of you. And so hopefully that would be a well of encouragement that you could draw upon throughout the year. And uh, we do thank God for you continually. Thank you. Um, can I ask uh, for a few folks to just come up and lay hands on them, and we will pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this um, humble couple that answered a call just a few years ago to come walk in faith with us and to serve this community. They are living out Micah 6-8, acting justly, walking humbly with our God. They've been a tremendous example for me and my wife. And we're forever grateful. Lord, I thank you for your spirit in them and what they bring to this community. And how they encourage and how they reach out and how they help you to inspire people with boldness, with strength, with wisdom, with encouragement, with all the fruit of the Spirit, Lord. They give of themselves. And Lord, I pray that you would bless them through their journey in their walk, that they continue to hear your voice and to answer like so many did before them, like Samuel, like Daniel, like David, so many. Thank you for the creation of this church in this community. Thank you for this community so that we could grow together, so that we can serve you, Lord, and bring you honor and glory and increase your kingdom. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for Pastor Chris and his wife today. Thank you for their commitment. Thank you for their sacrifice. Father, we bless you and glorify your name. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. And somebody say amen. Amen. Hey, can we give the biggest group hug ever? Come on, come on. This great cloud of witnesses is, uh, as the author of Hebrews talks about, is followed immediately, it's in Hebrews 12, it follows Hebrews 11, which is the hall of faith. It's just one, one bright shining example after the next, all through Hebrews 11, of all of those who have gone before in the faith. And so the therefore, so cliche sometimes, so when you see the therefore in Paul's, or not, we don't know if Paul wrote Hebrews, but when you see the therefore in the epistles and these writings, the question that you ask yourself is, what is the therefore, therefore? And you go back and you find out what it was talking about to get the full context of the scripture. But surrounded by these great cloud of witnesses uh, is really a reference to Hebrews 11 and everything that's taking place there. That those, the saints who have gone before us, encourage us. So it's not only that, but it is also those of us that we are with in the moment. It's those who are past, but it is also those who are present. And so... <laughs> I wake. I just thank God for this community and these and our kids and everyone. I just I can't help myself but wake up every morning and get my coffee. And literally, I tell you every morning, um, your names and your faces just fill our hearts. And we pray. And so sorry if you ever get like super early morning texts sometimes or late late at night texts. But sometimes we're just overwhelmed by the goodness of God and every person in this community. And we just wish that um, we had all the time in the world just 
spend way, way, way more time together outside of this gathering, but just know that you're dear to each of us. Every one of you um, is dear. So um, we could go around and just share that for an hour, but Warren has worked very hard to prepare a message this week. And so um, I'll, just, I'll just direct my uh, intention and enthusiasm towards her this morning. Uh, again, just because uh, Lauren is just so genuine. As many of you know at this point, but maybe some of you don't, also a licensed minister of the Foursquare Church and uh, served for many years with Mill Creek Foursquare, served with Stanwood Foursquare for a season and then a little over two years ago. I can't even believe it how long ago the Lord just brought her uh, to our midst. And so we're grateful for her. But Lauren is tenacious. She just gets a thing about Jesus in her mind and she goes after it and it always involves people. Your tenacity is connected to relationship with people and their ability to see God the way that God sees them and he uses you as a vessel for that. And when you're with people, you just highlight the best in them. Um, thank you for your diligence and your preparation this week and coming to share from the Gospel of Luke. So let's give Lauren Akatero a hand. Oh, it's good to be with you guys today. So this morning we're talking about the book of Luke. Luke is the third Hi. gospel. Anyway, I'm a nerd about the Bible. <laughs> I uh, accidentally spent way too many hours studying Luke this week. <laughs> um, but so if the, if the nerdiness comes out, like that, that's what it is. Um, you're welcome. I love a good movie. Okay. Um, I used to, growing up, we used to watch movies with my dad. It was like how we, my dad's love language was quality time, and he pretty much would just fall asleep during movies. Or cry, which is the only time he ever cries, is during movies. Even Barbie Pegasus. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said, okay. Um, <laughs> um, but there are a couple of movies, there's, there's something about the story in a movie, right? Like a TV show, you gotta stick with it to get the whole story right. There's a lot of time involved. In a movie, you can sit down and in like two hours, you can get the whole compelling story, right? There's something compelling in the story. And the ones we love the most in our house are the true stories or the mostly true stories, you know, cause you know, when they adapt a true story, it's not always like, 100% accurate. Um, I've got a couple of them that I just wanted to remind you of. The first one is Marley and Me. If you haven't watched it, and you don't like sad dog movies, don't watch it. <laughs> just fair warning. Fair warning. <laughs> now, I, on the other hand, love sad dog movies. Uh, because it's not sad the whole time, and you get to, the reason you're sad is because it was such a good story. <laughs> one of those true stories that's compelling, right? They get this lab as a young couple, and they think it's going to be fun, and then he wreaks havoc his entire life, and <laughs> you just watch it happen, and if you've ever had a lab in your life, you know, you're like, oh gosh, this is too close to real, because he's like jumping out of cars as they're moving, and crazy things. Worthwhile to watch. Rudy, if for our sports fans, it's a compelling story. It's about a young man with dyslexia, he doesn't have the grades or anything to get into Notre Dame, and he endures all these obstacles with the help of those around him to like finally get and play football for the college he always wanted to play football for. That was my no spoilers version of the synopsis. If you're not doing anything this afternoon, watch Rudy, dude. You'll cry. You'll, yeah, no, you'll cry. Isn't that the truth though of some of the most compelling stories? You'll cry, it's fine. Um, crying is not a bad thing. <laughs> We're starting off in the Gospel of Luke and Luke he was not one of the original 12. 
in case that's a spoiler for you. He actually was a companion of Paul. He's a doctor. And it's likely that he never met Jesus. We don't know for sure because the timeline's a little wonky, but most scholars think that he came to know the truth of who Jesus was after Jesus' death and resurrection. And so Luke, why do we listen to Luke then? Well, because he went around and gathered the first-person accounts from all the different people that were there with Jesus and created this orderly account. It says in the beginning of Luke that he's creating an orderly account. And he documents in the most detailed of the Gospels all the different things in Jesus' life from the very beginning, from prior to the beginning, all the way to the end. Luke wrote the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, but it's actually one of two parts. The second part is the book of Acts. And Luke was there for a lot of Acts. There's a lot of wee portions in that. Um, But the Gospel of Luke, he wasn't there for Jesus' life, so that was the compiling of different people's testimonies. At the end of Paul's life, he has to go on trial in Rome. Some scholars think that this book of Luke and Acts were written as an account to be given to um, the attorney that was going to be there for the trial, um, for Paul's trial, to to give him full context as to why Paul was there and what was going on. So you got to start with Jesus in order to understand Paul's journey. And that's why he wrote the book of Luke. Uh, another fun thing about Luke is that he's a Gentile author. So he's not Jewish. Um, scholars think that he probably didn't know Hebrew or Aramaic, which is what the, um, all the Old Testament is written in. He's a Gentile. He knows Greek. He didn't get to see Jesus face to face. And yet, he was a super credible author for, to write the gospel and tell us who Jesus is. Luke's emphasis in the gospel is that the gospel is for all people. Um, so there's a moment in a genealogy. In Luke 3, it's 23 through 28. If you want to read it, you're more than welcome. It's a genealogy. Fair warning. Um, but he takes it all the way back to Adam. He acknowledges his, the fact that he's part of the line of David, and then it goes back to Abraham. But he takes it all the way back to Adam because part of Luke's whole thing with his gospel is that, is that the gospel is for all people. It's not just for the Jewish people. He also highlights, like Christine was saying earlier, he highlights its quote-unquote poor individual, financially poor people, but also like the social outcasts. There's women that their stories are highlighted in there. There's Roman centurions that are highlighted in Luke's gospel. The gospel wasn't just for the Jewish people. It was for everyone. What I thought was so important, listen, I've been in church my whole life. I've heard the story of Jesus' life many times. And something that I thought was so cool that I learned something new, the reason I tell you all these things about Luke, is that he was able to gather testimonies from the people who saw and interacted with Jesus. He gathered those and put them in a book. And it's those testimonies that are still giving us a picture of who Jesus was and the Savior that we follow. Like, it's, it's this powerful thing that, that a person who wasn't even there can still put together and place something before us that is the gospel is Jesus' life. It's the good news. We're talking a lot this morning about testimonies. We're talking about on the testimony of Chris and Katrina and how they have served us and how we've seen the Lord work through them. We're talking about testimonies from our week and the way that the Lord has worked in and through us this week. This morning, what I plan to do with you is a practical exercise in writing our testimonies. 
First Peter says it this way. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Um, always be prepared to give an answer. Now, we've heard incredible testimonies from other people before. If you've been in church for any period of time, you've heard the really cool ones. Maybe you have an incredible testimony of how God has worked miraculous things in your life, and you're able to articulate it at the drop of the hat. I could hand you this microphone, and you could just go and articulate your testimony to us. That's awesome. Um, But if you're anything like me, it's not always that simple. Um, For a long time, I used to say, I don't have a testimony. I knew my story wasn't grand or dramatic. And so I didn't know if it was worth sharing. I didn't know if it was going to be encouraging to anyone. Maybe you know that God has done good things in your life and heart. But um, we're somebody to put you on the spot right now. You're pretty sure you'd have no idea what to say. Um, Sometimes when people put me on the spot like that, words fail me. Maybe you haven't yet had an experience with the Lord that you would consider significant enough to share with others. I I wrote this. I said, I've been in church all 26 years of my life, and I'll testify that God often works in the most mundane ways. And however God has been faithful to you, seemingly big or small, is a powerful testimony. I myself have been immensely encouraged when somebody around me has the courage to share even the tiniest ways of God working in them. We did that this morning in an impromptu way. So we're going to practice so that if you encounter somebody this week that you think could benefit from your testimony or that the Lord leads you in sharing something, um, you feel prepared. You feel equipped to do so. I use this tool all the time. But what it is is it's just a simple template. What happened before the Lord did this thing? Um, how, what happened? What did the Lord do? And after, what are you like now? What's changed? It's something that you can use for something that happened this week. It's something you can use for your lifelong testimony. It's something you can use for um, just a significant portion in your life, a significant season. Um, It's a tool I use all the time when I'm talking to people about Jesus. Whether it's my coworker at the water cooler and it's like not cool for me to like launch on a whole sermon right then. That maybe is a lot. Um, but maybe I just share a little something about what God is doing in my life. It's a way I was encouraged this week, like we did earlier. Listen, if it's not your thing to write this kind of stuff down, it's okay. Just think about it. But I'm a tactile learner. I like to write stuff down. Helps me to remember. Helps me to process. There's lots of psychology that can go into all that. Um, I wrote myself a three-minute testimony. Because I'm not going to make you do something I'm not willing to do. We'll have a little bit of time to do groups and you can share in your group. Or if that's uncomfortable, I still encourage you to do it. Do hard things. Also, if that is outside of your comfort zone, you also can just listen and be encouraged by these other testimonies. That's part of, that's part of the deal. That's part of why we do life in community. This is, this is my example. Are you ready? Um, okay, this is the before section. As a teenager, I was a very angry individual. Our family lost everything in 2011 to bankruptcy, right as I was starting high school. And while my parents were unable to, I became the caregiver for my four other siblings. 
I was angry that I had to take on so much responsibility so young, and I felt that I myself had no worth outside the care I provided. That's the before. This is the next part, the how. During summer camp my sophomore year, I asked God to show me his love for me. And it was there that I felt God's love tangibly for the first time. In that moment, my anger melted away, and it was replaced by a peace that didn't make sense. This is the after section. This change lasted, and I was able to come home and start working through, forgiving my parents, encouraging others. And I had this steadfast joy in me because I knew with confidence how loved I was by the one who made me. Even though my circumstances didn't immediately change, my heart had. I was able to extend the love and kindness and grace that I received first to my family, but then also to my friends and school and beyond. I've spent every day since learning more about this God who loves me and sharing that love with the people around me. I believe that God loves each person this way and that his transformative love is available to everyone. It's that simple, guys. Did that sound simple? I hope it did. In a three-minute testimony, what you're highlighting is what God has done in you, what God has done for you. And um, so in this practice, as you think of something that you want to testify to in your life, um, think about before. What was the need? What was the, the missing piece? What, um, where were you at before God did this work in you? or around you or for you. Um, then how? How did God do that in your life? How did it come about? Um, when did it come about? What does that look like? And then after, what, how has that changed you? How has that changed your circumstance? How has that, um, that changed who you are or how you see God? Um, and then in compiling those three, you can succinctly tell somebody about God's tangible work in your life um, in a way that fits in a water cooler conversation or um, that's not, it's, it's accessible. It's not super intimidating. It's not a sermon. You trapped somebody in a corner and gave them this. I've done that on accident. Um, <laughs> um, but like that, that's the thing is that this tool is just set up to give you practice in that so that when you go into your week this week you when the lord prompts you you feel equipped you feel like you have what you need in order to share um especially for my introverted friends sometimes that's a hard thing to do unless you feel equipped and so um i just want to share this tool with you so what we're going to do i'm going to give you a few minutes to think to ponder to write and and we'll just kind of feel it out from there okay Great. Ready, go. <laughs>